2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pull up a stool and join us. 585 866 4 fan 866 4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester.
3: All right, love talking some Amherst and Sabres hockey with Lance Lysowski, who joins us now. Lance covering the Sabres for the Buffalo News. Also, Check it out, the Rochester Americans here in the postseason, as he's prone to do, and here we are again, Lance, advancing to round three of the Calder Cup playoffs for a second year in a row. How you been, bud?
1: Doing well, guys. Hey, always thanks, thanks for having me. Always appreciate it. always, always a
0: pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Lance. Uh, you were out in Syracuse last night. What was the atmosphere really like? Because it certainly seemed like, uh, at least coming in through across the radio and some of the social media feeds, uh, there were a ton of Amerik fans there. What percentage would you put it at?
1: It was pretty – I don't know if I can put a percentage on it, but it sounded like it was 50-50. Right. It was a really, really unique electric atmosphere with each fan base sort of you know, trying to match the other's energy. Um, just the momentum swings throughout the game – it reminded me an awful lot like some of the playoff games last spring. And, I mean, so did so did the team's performance on the ice in a lot of ways.
3: Lance, when you watch this Amherst team, and, and I notice it, you know, watching the Sabres all season long, you probably notice it as well. It, it feels like both of these teams, by design, are just structured and play in a very kind of similar way. and And that sometimes results in, you know, outcomes like you had on Saturday night where you give up a big lead late.
1: Yeah, and of course, when you have so many young players, as both of them do, you're prone to immature periods or immature stretches of play, like we saw in the third period when they rushed out 20-2. to two. Uh, They played really well defensively and, and sort of locked it down the first two periods of that game. But Syracuse, with all the, the veterans on that roster, the skill, they can come at you at waves, and it can kind of be overwhelming when you're a younger group. But, you know, and as much as... I'm sure that everybody was thinking worst case scenario there. The response in the, the overtime, I mean, that's it shows maturity on a, lo, a lot of levels, of course, when you have players like Mersch and Malone, the more experienced guys you expect it. But to see, you know, and Kulik, Weissbach, I could keep going down the list. I'm. Just really impressive stuff.
0: Yeah, really. Lance Sysowski, Buffalo News, who was in Syracuse uh, covering that Game 5 and getting the game-winner overtime, uh, Lawrence Pilot. Uh, Lance, where, at one point he was considered to be, all right, maybe a piece of the future, and we all know his story going uh, overseas. Where does he fit right now uh, in terms of his future with his organization?
1: We'll see. The UFA this summer, This team, you know, the Sabres are going to try to not only add a, an NHL defense and to be in their top six, but they're going to assess their depth. Players like Pilot, Cale Clegg, Jeremy Davies. Pilot's obviously doing a pretty nice job for himself, representing himself well and, and stating a case to, to stick around another year. I see him long-term, whether it be in Buffalo or Rochester, Rochester being that seventh or eighth guy who's right on the cusp who... Can lead your power play in the american league he can be called up and play and fill in admirably, admirably in spots whenever he's needed so yeah i mean the poise he showed the response after taking a couple of penalties in that game like they that the one big piece that this rochester team lost from the playoff run a year ago that i thought they'd miss notably is, is casey Fitzgerald. he was just their workhorse on the back end played really well in the power play and they needed somebody like Pilot to step up and he certainly has.
3: You know, in a weird way, you can look at last year's roster that, that advanced to this point in the postseason and this year's roster. And, and I think you can find upgrades at all, you know, almost every position, Lance. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I, I'm specifically talking about the play that you've gotten, a uh, consistent play that you've gotten out of Malcolm Subban. Consistent. I mean, there have been some games where he's given up some goals, but you know, talk a little bit about what the Amherst have done here this season with Subban in, in between the pipes.
1: Oh, he's been, he's been really good, and, and good for him. It's such a story. He's dealt with injuries and so many other factors out of his control the last couple of years, and to have the, the response and be having his best year as a pro at 29, it's great. Like, if, if he's not with the Sabres next year in that role, he certainly is going to be with another organization that or opened a lot of eyes. He's been steady. Like, he's giving them a chance to win basically every game he's in that. That's all you can ask for, especially with how chaotic some of these games are and, you know, how – and we see the offense going up in the NHL and it's the same with the American league. Cause you're getting more and more young players at that level with the skill that they have. And you, know, you talk about their roster last year compared to this year, I think they do miss somebody like Mark Jankowski and, and Casey Fitzgerald. But it's easy to forget that they missed Michael Merce through a big chunk of those playoffs last year. And they were without Linus Weisbach for all but one game. And those two, like I think about Weisbach and that PK in the first period in Syracuse and He was dynamite, like another guy who's opened a lot of eyes to that he could be a guy who makes it to the NHL and and contributes in different
0: ways. Lance Lasowski, Buffalo News, as now the Amherst going to Toronto and they don't have the home ice. But, Lance, does that matter not just to the Amherst, but just hockey in general here in the year 2023?
1: I don't think it does. I think the one the one area it does matter is just the you get second line change, right? You you could pick your matchups, and when you're a veteran team like Toronto, you could put some of your older guys on the ice against some of the the, the Amherst younger players. But you know, you look at the way that Seth Appert has his lineups; they've been going eleven and seven a lot, and you know he's found a nice balance there with putting guys who had more experience with the rookies that really really matched some of maybe the deficiencies that maybe a younger player like Kulik has defensively. And let's not ignore the fact that a lot of these younger guys have really elevated their game when it comes to the playoffs. Like Rosean had a really rocky start the first two games in Syracuse in that series, comes back and he, you know, has two assists in, in, in game five. It's, you know, hey, like this coaching staff, the development staff, everybody involved in Rochester deserves a lot of credit for the way that They brought all these young guys along and had them grow with this veteran core kind of leading the way, right? Like when they made all the changes three years ago for good reason we were all skeptical wondering if it was going to work well yeah. it has
3: yeah lance uh, l- let us know what you think or what you know of toronto their opponent here we know that uh, you know they're the best in the north through the regular season a little bit of a slide towards the end the Amherst have played them tough throughout the course of the season and and they were able to dispatch utica with with fair amount of ease your thoughts on the marley's here the Amherst next sure. opponent
1: Well, what's going to be interesting here is if the Leafs get swept by the Panthers, then the Marlies are going to get Joseph Wall as their goalie, right? They're going to get some reinforcements here. And the Marlies have been one of the top teams in the AHL all season. You know, it was only five years ago. They won the Calder Cup. They eliminated the Amherst in 2019. Like, they always have an expensive roster with, you know, guys on two way contracts. And they also have a few young players that have shown some real potential and have played some games for the Leafs this season. So it's. It's going to be a test, but the way that the response you saw from Rochester in that series against Syracuse, the way that they sort of defied the odds the last couple of years with some of these series, you know, we all thought they didn't stand a chance against Utica a year ago, and look at the way that they played. I know it's a different a different roster and a different team, but I think this this coaching staff has a – a good feel on how to keep these guys, you know, the focus where it needs to be in those do or die situations.
0: Yeah. And maybe there's an effect here in reverse Lance, meaning, all right, maybe Toronto does hang around for another game or two uh, and, and Samson off leaving last night's game. Do we know anything about that injury and could that actually result in uh, somebody from the Marleys getting called up here?
1: It could because, I mean, they do have Matt Murray who would step in and be the backup to Wall if if, Mur- if Samsonov actually misses time. So maybe, you know, there's always the chance, but, you know, no update on Samsonov today. We'll see what happens there. It's just, that's one of those storylines to to monitor as, as the Amherst prepare for this series.
3: Lance, I don't know how much time you've spent watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. I imagine you've spent some time, and I don't know um, how uh, Sabers fans feel, but I, I can tell you that watching the Panthers and, and guys like Ryan Hart and Montour score you know important goals for their team as they continue to advance, ver- and and also out west watching you know the Vegas Golden Knights, and I, I'm kind of hate watching the Stanley Cup playoffs at this okay. stage. Where are you at, Lance?
1: I've loved watching it. It's tough for me to stay up for the later games, so I haven't watched as much Seattle as I would like. I've watched, of course, I've, I've watched as much Golden Knights, Oilers as as I could. But the, the, I mean, the Panthers have the feel of the what the twenty twelve Kings with get, hitting their stride at the right time, getting some superb goaltending. I mean, Reinhardt, this is. Well, I think that it's revisionist history when people act like he was this good when he was in Buffalo, he was not, he really hit his, he really reached another level in that COVID season. I think 2019, 20 was the start of it. And of course you get to Florida, better roster, a better system, better coaching. He's flourished down there. Brandon Montour is the same thing. The Sabres acquired him for a first round pick to play for Phil Housley. They fired Housley and Montour, like a lot of the players on this team, were not fit for what ralph kruger wanted to do and eventually when they had to trade him he didn't have nearly as much value as he should have so yeah and then eichel hey like if mark you know, mark stone being in that lineup is a complete difference maker not only for the entire team but eichel he can't be the he can't be the guy mm-hmm. that pressure i don't think he really thrives on it he does. that's not the reason they brought him out there they didn't want him to be the guy they wanted to be one of the guys so when you have somebody like stone in the lineup it's an entirely different dynamic and the defensive game that stone brings certainly complements what eichel can bring as well
0: lance uh how i know that the sabers are starting to make a, a turn around the corner here is hey tonight's the draft lottery we're not even talking <laughs> about this this would be like weeks and weeks and doing the simulator and doing everything and oh my gosh uh Lance, I, I, I'm sure we'll all be kind of tuning over, or at least looking at our phone with this, but your, your thoughts on, uh, I don't even know if you cracked the book here on the draft, but I think it's just kind of noteworthy that uh, it's a big kind of nothing burger here whether the Sabres uh, picked 13th or 3rd for most fans.
1: Yeah, hey, I mean, if you get up to 3rd, you end up with maybe somebody like Leo Carlson or or, or mitchkov from Russia. You could get the top defenseman in the draft and Reinbacher. And the Philadelphia Flyers are another team to watch tonight because the Sabers own their second-round pick. Flyers win the lottery, you know, it changes it changes where the Sabers are at with that second rounder as well. So it's a good position for Kevin Adams to be in, right? Like their the future, short term or long term of this organization isn't going to be swayed one way or the other tonight. Like it's it's all gravy. Their prospect pipeline is already filled with talented forwards. You got a good goalie in Finland and in. Now it's just all about you know continuing to, to add surplus and continuing to strengthen your depth and you now hey you end up at three that could be a player who's in the NHL much sooner rather than later.
3: And Lance, where are we at with some of these prospects? Is there still a loose end here with Ryan Johnson in Minnesota, and, and do we know what what the next steps are here in terms of of what this offseason looks like for some of these guys?
1: So with Ryan Johnson, the offer's there. Like, he, he has heard the Sabres case, and they had not heard back last I had spoken to people. So that's obviously trending in the direction of him walking as a free agent when he's eligible in August. Perhaps he goes back to Minnesota for a year. They're going to have another good team, can, you know, be their top defenseman. We'll see – no announcement for him or Logan Cooley, who, of course, is the Golden Gophers top player drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. So that sort of makes me wonder if that might be Ryan Johnson's plan. The Sabres continue to talk to Nikita Novikov's representatives, the Russian defenseman. He would go to Rochester next year, which would be a big, big coup. I mean, he dropped to the sixth round because a lot of teams thought that he would have they would have trouble signing him. So that's the reason why the Sabres are able to get him in the first place. So if they're able to pull that off, that's a big one. They signed Victor Nuchev, Russian winger, going to be in Rochester. Olivier Nadeau just joined the Amherst today, so gets to practice, gets to experience that, much like we saw Josh Bloom did last year. Noah Osland is with the Amherst right now training off the ice. He's probably going to be at the Amherst in the fall, not official yet. They still want to decide whether it's going to be the Amherst or he plays another year in the the Swedish Hockey League. There's a lot of prospects to keep an eye on, right? So it's, you know, kind of – a lot of ping pong balls in, in play here, but it's a good problem to have. They've got to even with the players who graduated to Buffalo or Rochester. There's still a lot out there. So boys in the, the WHL final as well, yeah. and having an incredible playoff.
0: We're talking to Lance Isawski, Buffalo News. As uh, Lance, we when, when the Sabers made the change to turn over this level here, meaning all right, uh, Randy Sexton, you're on your way. Chris Taylor, we're very happy for tails. By the way, they landed. Uh, we didn't know really much about Seth Appert. I think Seth has won us all over here. How could he not? I guess your honest evaluation of the job that Seth is doing. And, like, what is the ceiling for Seth Appert? Could he actually, if a team is looking for that kind of teacher type of head coach, could he actually be a candidate at the next level someday?
1: Of course he could. I think he's been superb. And, you know, credit to Kevin Adams for having, when he made those those decisions to, to let those people go, he had a plan for what he wanted Rochester to be. And it was much like the USA National Team Development Program. So when you hire Seth Appert from that program, he implemented everything that they were doing there in a lot of ways, which is so important when you're an organization going into a significant rebuild, like the Sabres were. Not only that, I think they surrounded Appert with really good people, you know, whether it was Adam Mayer before, initially for that first season, then you bring in Michael Pekka, Mike Weber, you have a really good development staff in place that a lot of those guys are former NHL players who have either been, you know, Buffalo, Rochester, and Ethan Page. So they've surrounded him with good people, adding a a guy like Jason Carmanos to to be associate general manager to run the Americs has just been, that's just a, a huge, massive hire for this organization. I don't think he gets talked about enough, but yeah, I mean, and like the way that he coaches, the system, the style, it just aligns perfectly with the way that Don Granado runs the Sabres, right? Everybody is aligned, which was not the case in, with the previous regime when it came to Kruger and Tails or whether it be Housley and Tails. There's just differing styles of play there, differing philosophies. so. Yeah, I mean, it's very rare to see an 18-year-old like Kulik score goals away. It's very rare to see two rookies like Paterka and Quinn do it. Like, nobody thinks that you can win the American League while having prospects fill prominent roles. Well, the Amherst are doing it, right? I know that it has to be frustrating for that coaching staff because those young players are prone to mistakes, particularly defensively. But it is important to, to remember, like, it's – it's pretty remarkable what they've done at that level up to this point.
3: I'll always remember it, Lance. I mean, the, the day that it happened, we had an emergency pod. I think it was during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, like, I had An emergency what? pod from my basement. We had to. We had to get your take and we had to get everybody's take because we couldn't believe that that they were doing what they were doing as an organization. And yet here we are, uh, these years later, and, and looking back, thinking, well, where we were then versus where we are now. It's it's kind of, it is kind of nice to see that alignment within the organization. And I'm still kind of waiting. And, and Gino and I might disagree on this. I'm. Still, kind of waiting on, you know, uh, us to be able to point at a glaring mistake that Kevin Adams has made during his regime. You could argue that the development of UPL might be one of those things,
0: but I don't even know if you could. I I don't even know that you can. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, the 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 wait and see I have when it comes to Kevin Adams is goaltending, right? Because you're right now their plan, by all accounts, is to go with two young goalies at the NHL next year, and Devin Levi and Ugo Pekalukin how's that going to play out, right? They let it all Mark walk. We all know what Alina's has done in Boston. So it's a wait and see for me when it comes to the goaltending. Every, everything else, every big trade, every, every move around the margins since the COVID season, which I'm giving them a mulligan for because Kruger, <laughs> Kruger was in place and they had yet to, to really start the play that Evans had. It's it's been, I think, high marks in every regard. And he has surprised a lot of people, especially with – and I don't want to overlook the fact that he's hired good people around him, right? Like, just like Botterill had really good people, and Randy Sexton, Sexton in particular, and Ryan Jankowski is amateur, amateur scouting director, Adams brings in Carmanos. He brings in Sam Ventura from Pittsburgh. They, they've got a really good hockey ops staff now, which – You know, when we first when we had that that talk on that day three years ago, it was just Kevin Adams and a lot of question marks about cost savings. What are they going to do here or there? And you know, when the pandemic got lifted, I know they're spending a lot less money in Rochester, but you can't argue with 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 the results. And the drafting has gone well so far. It's still a wait and see, but you know, they did inherit a lot more than people probably thought when you look at those last couple of drafts from Ryan Jankowski and Jason Botterell and Randy Sexton. We look at Cousins, Samuelson, of course, Darlene. There are a lot of good players. Rusek is another one I want to throw in there. Like there's, There was a good nucleus there, You know, Cage Thompson, that has really helped um, maybe speed this up um, more than we had, would have expected.
0: Lance Isowski, Buffalo News, also uh, on the pod there with uh, Joe in the maintenance day pod. Is one dropping soon here, Lance, or what, what can we yeah, check out? We're recording,
1: yeah, we took a few weeks off with the season ending, waiting for Rochester to, you know, their playoffs to begin. So, recording, going to try to record today before the draft lottery, if not um, at the latest tomorrow. So, Always good to talk hockey with uh, not only Joe, but you gentlemen as well. So, always a pleasure.
3: Yeah, we appreciate the time. And, and let's uh, make a date for a week from Wednesday. Hopefully, you're coming to town for Game 3.
1: I'll be there for Game 3, absolutely. Love it. Thanks, Lance. Thanks, appreciate Lance. the time. Have a great day, guys. Thanks.
3: Yeah. Lance Lysowski covering the Sabres for the Buffalo News, covering the Amherst now with the Sabres in their offseason. Always good to get caught up with our buddy Lance. Uh, also, of the Maintenance Day podcast with Joe Yurden, our hockey guys here in the Sports Bar. So...
0: We have to root for the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Great, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, all right, go Leafs, go. It's gonna be tough.
3: Um, well, who knows? Hey, look, the Amex have been—they've just been fun. They've just, both last season and this season. It's a, it's a fun brand of hockey, and it, it it echoes what we've seen out of the Sabres. You don't get the result you want out of the Sabres just yet. But I think anybody with eyes that
0: watches that team knows last season was fun for the Buffalo Sabres. I want to see the turnout on May seventeenth, like that. There, there's enough lead time, you know, to sell this game out. And yes, it's a Wednesday night, but I think it, it's not a referendum on it. We're we're a fine sports town, but mm-hmm. I think we have the ability to sell that game out. That that the playoffs? Game, yeah. Don't talk about it.
3: playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah. I just hope we can win a game. com slash playoffs. If you want your uh, pre-sale tickets for that Wednesday night game, use promo code the fan while you're uh, getting those tickets mm. for the Amricks uh, as they host the Toronto Marlies uh, a week from Wednesday at Blue Cross Arena. Looking forward to that. Uh, all right. We got to take a break here. Come back with I'll drink to that. It's time for some takes on tap, Gino.
0: Yeah. I've got uh, some thoughts on your favorite city and your favorite team. And I'm saying that with a big uh, wink. <sighs> <sighs> Cardinals Cubs tonight. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. How this fine organization. Did you see the stunt they're pulling off for tonight? I like wait a second. Like you're you're going to actually try this move. I like I, I saw this danger. I thought of you immediately. You must be cack.
3: Uh I've got my six pack of best bets and on sports take coming up as well. Uh, and it, it does go back to call back uh, the Garaggio Italian living room. I have some thoughts. Um actually the most satisfying of all chores. I'll get to that here in a little bit with I'll drink to that. Gino and I have takes. Next in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A U D A C Y. Odyssey. Odyssey.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.